You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. Uh, I am here with Aisha Jalo, who is the CEO of Aisha Jalo Consulting and uh, Coaching, Coaching and Consulting. And, uh, you know, I am also, you know, currently live on YouTube and also live on Clubhouse. I just thank you all who have joined us for today's, uh, you know, recording of the Daily African Proverbs and also... Uh, this is being recorded for the African Father in America podcast. It's early morning. It's exactly 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are here, as usual, to discuss uh, an African proverb, but also to learn a little bit about an African leader who is doing amazing work in the world. So if you are on Clubhouse joining us over there, uh, thank you so much. I see Brother Arthur has already joined us. But also for those who are joining us on YouTube, I just thank you so much. Uh, you know, for taking your time uh, to join us for today's session. Uh, our session today uh, is going to have the following structure. Number one, we are going to, uh, first of all, dive deep into this proverb and learn uh, what this proverb means, you know. Uh, and then number two, we are going to learn what uh, this proverb means to Aisha. And then number three, we are going to learn a little bit about uh, you know, the story of Aisha, especially a childhood story that inspires her as a leader today, uh, especially here in the African diaspora. And then uh, after that, we are going to go into the work that Aisha is doing, um, you know, with her organization. She has a, an organization that she co-founded. We are going to learn about it. And we're also going to learn about, uh, you know, what are some of her biggest accomplishments with her coaching uh, and uh, consulting company. So, Aisha, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great, Simon. Thank you so much for inviting me to this amazing, amazing platform. Um, really bringing the work you do is so essential, bringing Africans all over the globe to discuss their heritage, but also educate people who have a misconception about Africa. So I am honored and grateful to be here. And um, it's so exciting. That's wonderful. Yeah, I just uh, love uh, what you do as well. And uh, it's really an honor. Uh, and I know it's really early in the morning. I do this show. <laughs> I do this show early in the morning, and it's always, uh, you know, uh, you know, really a privilege because not many people want to wake up this early. But I know that serious leaders, serious entrepreneurs, always wake up early. You know, and uh, you know, um, one of the stories I'm going to share with you later on is is how I started waking up early and why I wake up early so consistently. Uh, but really, before we start, uh, I want to welcome everyone who is joining us on Clubhouse. And I want to ask you to make sure you share the link to this room and also leave your comment with where you are joining us from. And also, if you are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and also uh, share with us in the comments where in the world you are joining us from. 
Today's proverb is from Comoros. Uh, I don't think we've ever shared a proverb from Comoros in a long time, actually. And uh, I love uh, this show, The Daily African Proverbs, because we literally take a virtual journey across the motherland. And, uh, you know, yesterday we were discussing a proverb from Sudan, you know. And I think mm. the day before that we were discussing a proverb from Ethiopia. And uh, before that, we were discussing a proverb from Gambia, you know. So it's always beautiful to just take these virtual journeys and really, uh, you know, learn and also apply what we learn here in our own lives. Because as entrepreneurs, as parents, we always need a little wisdom in order for us to make better decisions. And also these proverbs and this platform is a way for us to really uplift our ancestors, you know. Uh, our mothers and our fathers and our grandfathers, they used to discuss these proverbs, you know. Why can't we do the same, you know? So that's part of the motivation for doing this work. The proverb for today says that a whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped from the leash. A whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped from a leash, you know. And when you think about this, for me, living here in the diaspora, I literally think about my dogs that are barking upstairs from where I'm recording. <laughs> I have a puppy that is like 14 weeks now. And sometime when you get this puppy off the leash, it just runs away. It doesn't know where it's going. But if you whistle, if you literally whistle, which I love to do, it will not come back you will have to run and literally get the dog, you know. You physically have to grab the dog and bring it back home, you know. So this proverb, in a literal sense, is true that uh, if you have an opportunity that you are holding close to you and you let it go, you know, no matter what you say about it, it might never come. But if you do something about it, you might be able to secure it again, you know. So uh, this proverb just from listening to it uh, and seeing it from the surface it seems like it's a warning it's a warning uh, about recovering recovering after you lose something you know uh, you know I played soccer and in soccer once you lose the ball to the opponent you have to run until you recover the ball but my team and I prepared three nuggets of wisdom for you today that I want to share quickly before we listen to Aisha Jalo's uh, interpretation of this proverb. So number one, uh, number one, uh, we have here, number one nugget of wisdom from this proverb says that be mindful of what you say. You know, it may have unintended consequences. Sometimes it's best for you to hold your tongue. Number two, you can't always control what happens, but you can control how you react choose wisely and learn to let go and then number three don't get too comfortable things can always change be prepared for the unexpected so those are our three nuggets of wisdom today i want to welcome faline and net uh, and of course my brother rushi have also joined us here and i see that duna has also joined us here i thank you so much for taking your time to join us for today's incredible uh, episode. This is episode 273 wow. of the African Father in America podcast. So 
Uh, I just thank you all so much. Now, uh, remember, we have a special guest today. So if you're on YouTube, you're probably seeing the beautiful uh, Aisha Jalo, who is our guest today. Aisha, you know, when you heard this proverb, a whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped from the leash. What is it that comes mm -hmm. to your mind? <laughs> Oh, um, thank you so much, Simon. What a beautiful presentation. Um, you know, African, our ancestors were so um, intelligent because they will say words where there are nuggets and nuggets of wisdom in it, right? As a kid, you don't really think about those things, but there are always lessons in our interactions between our ancestors, our elders, and the children of Africa, and this is everywhere in Africa. So it's such a beautiful uh, uh, proverb and very difficult to decipher, I think. <laughs> but what I think about the proverb is, the lessons are value what you have, respect people around you, which goes back to holding your tongue, what you mentioned, right? Respect what you have, take care of what you have, because once you let it go, you might not get it back. But what you do to get it back is a lesson in itself. It's a journey because you've lost something. So you get on this journey to really get it back. What happens? You encounter challenges. What, you, what do you do during those challenges? What lessons do you learn? So it is a holistic view on living life right? What do you do when you have a challenge? How do you learn from your experiences? And how to react, not necessarily react, but how do you handle loss and loss of loved one, property, emotions? How do you handle all of that? So it's such a beautiful proverb. And for me, um, it's something that we should all discuss with our family and friends, but especially kids those of us who are living in the diaspora where we don't have the beauty and the privilege of interacting with our extended family and ancestors every day to get this oral education that we get every day on the streets in the you know when we're having dinner when we're just around you know a small uh, uh, fire uh, burning fresh corn <laughs> So it's a beautiful proverb. So thank you so much for, for picking this one. Tough one, but beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree. It's a, it's a new proverb to me. And, uh, mm -hmm. and when I saw your response to it, you know, in the emails as we were preparing for today's show, uh, I, knew, I knew that it's, it's newer, not only to you, but to me uh -huh. as well. And I love uh, your response to it, you know. Um, every proverb has has a double meaning you know mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. you know i know that we are going to hear in a moment we are going to hear a few voices after we go through our interview questions we are going uh -huh. to allow a few of our guests to also make a few comments so uh you know in maybe 15 minutes we are going to hear a few voices also they will share their own interpretation of this proverb um, but for those who are just joining us, uh, my name is Simon Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I am the host of the African Father in America podcast. And I have a really special guest, Aisha Jalu, 
who is uh, the CEO of uh, Aisha Jalo Coaching and Consulting and also the co-founder of an amazing non-profit organization that serves you know the African community here in the diaspora and back home uh, Aisha one of the things I love sharing with um, you know my audience members and the many guests that I host here is a story of how uh, I began doing the work I do you know what drives mm -hmm. me and uh, I love asking my guests this same question so think about a story from when you are maybe 8 to 12 uh, about something that happened that keeps you driven until today you know for me when I was 8 my mother gave me a bicycle and um, she gave me also a, an area in our neighborhood where I would take bread and milk to shopkeepers you know my mother was a distributor mm -hmm. of milk and bread in our neighborhood and mm -hmm. so i became one of her suppliers where every day i had several crates of bread and several crates of milk and i also had about 15 to 20 uh, shops that every mm -hmm. morning they didn't have to go looking for bread and milk they knew that simon will be dropping my bread and milk you know uh, in fact, before these um, delivery services started, uh, we were already doing delivery services in the slums, in the ghettos in, in Africa, in, in Kenya particularly. So, mm -hmm. you know, just the rigor of waking up every day at around 2 a.m. in the morning, helping my mom and uh, being a part of the business she was doing is how I gained the, the discipline to do the work that I do today, whether it's uh, producing Madaraka Festival, whether it's running One Vibe Africa, my non-profit organization, or One Vibe Media that produces this podcast, uh, the, the discipline to, to be resilient and to be focused came from this time that I was working with my mother. And I want you to share a similar story of what is it that drives you as a CEO and a founder, Aisha? Thank you so much, Simon. What, a, what an amazing experience to have that opportunity to learn business commitment and service from your first teacher, who is your mother. Because mothers, we are the first teachers. So it's so important, our relationships with children and our children. Um, for me, it's a little bit um, different. I come from a family where my mother um, was always a businesswoman and she was a woman she didn't need to work she had we were very lucky um, blessed so she didn't have to work but she always worked but the thing that uh, inspired me to do what I do today what drives me what wake, makes me get excited about waking up every morning is the fact that she was always in service to others what do I mean by that we we are four girls but my mother had about five other children living in our house that we were not related to yeah um and then we had kids in africa there are kids that are called almudus in gambia and senegal who are out begging she also used to feed 20 of those kids every day, breakfast and lunch. That is what drives me, service. That is what has inspired me this whole time. 
So it's not a one story. It's always seeing my mother doing something for other people that she has no expectation of getting anything back, but she was doing it for service. She was doing it because as an individual, you have to do something to contribute to the world, to your community. You have to do something because just coming and taking is not why we're here. That's not why humanity is here. We're supposed to make this environment a little bit better than we found it. Growing up, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> um, but as an adult, I saw the whole picture and it made so much sense to me. So that is what drives me. My mother's inspiration, but service and love and wanting to contribute to one's community. I love that. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. So uh, it seems like you have roots in Senegal and also Gambia. Is that right? So Gambia and Senegal used to be one country, right? So we used to be one country and we have cousins and, you know, relatives. We speak the same language. We eat the same food. The only difference is Senegal was colonized by the French and Gambia was colonized by the British. So they separated us that way. But we used to be one country. And if you see us on the map, we're right in the middle of Senegal. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's because of that, right? So, so yes, I do have roots in Senegal. I love Senegal. I spent some uh, Easter holidays growing up there. Um, and I do business in Senegal. Um, so Senegal and Gambia are intertwined. So the roots there it's it's my second home more or less it's my second home and the amazing work um puff does there is just uh fantastic so yeah definitely but i am gambian right mm. <laughs> and yeah yeah i am gambian yeah man you know when you think about african countries and their stories you know mm -hmm. and uh, their stories before colonization during mm -hmm. colonization and after colonization you just see how uh, how how you know unbelievable the colonizers were, but also mm -hmm. you see how how beautiful African people are because we never let go of our roots. You know, we we still continue on uh, mm -hmm. with what we have. You know, and uh, I also you know just speaking of that, I I just applaud uh, our brothers and sisters, the African American community how mm -hmm. they always seek their their roots mm -hmm. and a yeah. lot of african-americans are actually moving back to africa i see a lot of videos mm -hmm. uh, on yeah. youtube of you know people have moved back to tanzania you know kenya mm -hmm. uh gambia ghana yeah. you know so i just uh, i'm just proud to be african you know <laughs> absolutely it's yeah. such an, uh, absolutely it's so great that you you said that because it is it's tough going back to a place that you really have never been to. But what I love about African-American brothers, like you, brothers and sisters like you is they are embracing Africa. They are seeing Africa as their own because Africa is theirs, right? So you cannot get away from your ancestors. I mean, we are always black wherever we go. I mean, no matter how much money we have and being black, descendants from Africa. So I love that they're coming in Gambia. There's a small community. They're building businesses. They really are becoming part of the economy. 
but most importantly, just being home and feeling home. And Africans, we welcome everybody, but especially our brothers and sisters. We love our African-American brothers, all Africans from the diaspora. So it's a beautiful thing that you're sharing that. And I love it. I get so excited when I see them in Gambia. <laughs> yeah, it's important. It's important. One thing that is funny is I went to Kenya with uh, a Senegalese rapper who is based in Kenya, who is based in Seattle, where we are. And uh, everybody thought he was Kenyan until he opened his mouth, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> because yeah. he looks he looks Kenyan. And when, the yeah. moment he opens his mouth, he was telling me this recently when we visited, the prices uh -huh. go up, you know. The moment, yes. you know, the moment he opens his mouth, the prices of, you know, the, the taxi goes up, the, the restaurant uh -huh. goes up because then people know that, oh, you don't speak the local language. You must be a foreigner, you know. So yeah. I think one thing I would, I would encourage if any African-American brother or sister is watching, learn a little Kiswahili or Wolof or a little language. <laughs> yes that you can use uh, locally wherever you go for transactional mm -hmm. purposes because it's true uh, even though we love each other so much people take advantage of each other you know uh, we have mm -hmm. the prices for commodities that are only given to to foreigners and you can easily uh, be a victim but really coming back to our conversation Aisha uh, we met through the African Chamber of Commerce of the Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest where you are deeply involved, uh, especially with the upcoming 22nd annual Africa Day Business Forum. Uh, that's where I learned of your reputation in the community uh, as a consultant and a coach, and also the, you know, the way that you're bringing uh, business uh, between the U.S. and Africa and uh, the work you do with your foundation. So I just want you to uh, break it all down for us, you know, uh, when did you start your coaching and consulting business and uh, why is it important for those who are watching uh, today and, uh, you know, uh, how would you like to continue serving the world with, with your consulting before we go to your non-profit organization? Um, thank you so much, Simon. Very kind of you to say those nice words. Um, African Chamber, they're doing amazing, amazing work. And it is a very revolutionary uh, organization here, bringing Africans um, from the diaspora, motherland, and institutions here in the U.S. to really connect and promote trade and, and uh, 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 economic empowerment for both involved. So I am excited to be part of the chamber and supporting the chamber. So they're doing amazing work. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Um, my coaching, um, you know, we as Africans don't really think about coaching. Coaching is something that is important. It's just personal development, right? And um, I started coaching officially um, about four years ago. But when you think of coaching, it's kind of tied to my nonprofit because the nonprofit we work with, it's Platform for the Empowerment of African Women. So we work with about 21,000 small-scale women farmers. What do we do with those women? We coach those women. We help them look at things from a different point of view help them have autonomy over their own lives, which is what coaching is, right? Helping people have better lives, be better parents, be better spouses, 
better at their jobs and but overall um a good human a better human being and be happy and um with yourself so that's what so the coaching is tied to the nonprofit so working with the amazing women really propelled me to see that coaching is needed in the world but most importantly my story i went through a tough time uh i got divorced um with two children under the age of uh, uh, five. I have a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. When I went through that, I didn't have a community to support me. What do I mean by that? It, it was tough. I didn't have a support system. I had my sister here, but it's a little bit different to have support. Then, um, uh, then I lost uh, properties that were businesses of mine. Right. I'm always a businesswoman. My mother is a businesswoman. And um, then a house caught on fire. My rental caught on fire. So I went through all of these things, but I didn't have a support system. What I didn't have somebody to talk to. I mean, you have friends, but someone who will really ask you what is going on with you. I'm here for you. I support you. How, what are the next steps? That is why I am in coaching that to support other women who are going through transition that need that community that need that support so but i do business as well as uh life coaching now the consulting um it's uh it's really uh interesting because i also have an import export business right so that import export business um has been very good to me in terms of meeting amazing people talking to people that are going through challenges within their organizations. You know, how do I work with Africans? How do I, you know, import or export these products? Where do I go and so forth? So that consulting uh, kind of grew from the import export business. So it's really uh, well-rounded. Um, it's really um, exciting for me and, um, that's kind of how this whole thing came together. Um, I also help, you know, people, organizations find what their values are. How are you taking care of as an entrepreneur? How are you valuing your employees? Are you, are you a leader or a manager, basically, right? So I do do that holistically within the coaching and the consulting business, yeah. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful, important work that you're doing. And uh, I want you to think about how anyone who is listening or anyone who is watching can actually support you. What action can we take to support the work that uh, you do, Aisha? So I want you to think about that for a moment. <laughs> and then at, towards the end of our time together, you're going to share that so that everybody is also mm. prepared and ready to, to take action. For now, I want you to actually, uh, if you have a pen and paper near you, that's good. You can take a few notes. If you don't, just listen keenly because we want to invite a few voices to share their own perspective, to comment on the stories you've shared with us. Uh, but we want a few perspectives on this proverb. It's how we always run this show. We want to include other voices. Uh, so, again, for those who are just joining us, this is the Daily African Proverbs. We are here recording another episode. This is 273 uh, for the African Father in America podcast. We are actually a five-star rated podcast on Apple. 
you know if you go to apple podcasts you will find that we are now doing really well over there and it's because of your love and support that there is that growth so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on apple and you listen to podcasts there i encourage you to enjoy these uh, conversations from there um and now i want to come to brother arth uh, just briefly and mike and uh, share with us where in the world you're joining us from and what today's proverb means to you the proverb says that a whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped but also feel free to comment on the conversation with aisha peace and love family this is brother Earth. i'm calling from the north carolina territory you know I, I always gratitude for the platform uh simon and uh, as well as the special guest for all uh, insight and information shared and uh as for the conversation i think you know it's very beautiful that uh she understood what she had been through and, and uh situation she had and she tried to trying to look back and help those who've been in the same similar struggle you know that's so important that we remember where we came from and what we went through to be able to go back and uh help others uh, manage through those type of situations and as far as the proverb goes um, when, when I look at it, it, it made me look at a, a couple different things. You know, a whistle will not call a dog back that has escaped from the leash. Um, growing up, it was, um, we had a dog and then it was some, some of our neighbors had a dog, right? And our dog, we used to, sometime it'll be on the chain, sometime it'll follow behind us or what have you, but the dog was always cool. The way that they had their dog, they kept their dog on the chain 24-7, 365. But whenever their dog would break the chain, it would uh, run away and never come back. And, you know, I didn't pay no attention, but that's always how it happened. But then as I started getting older, um, they used to to have, I don't know if you ever heard this saying or not, but it's a saying that... um, the preacher's children are the wildest ones. The preacher's sons and daughters are the wildest ones. And I, I, I when I first time I heard that, I said, you know, why would you say something like that? They said because uh, being raised by a preacher, oftentimes that the child feel like they on the leash. So when they get out in the world, they wide open and it ain't no stopping them. You know, they, they want to see and do everything and uh, uh, they don't look back. And I was just like, you know, to see that proverb and, and to see that come a uh, full swing, I was like, wow. But uh, I'll park my plane right there. It's brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I love that. Yeah. I love that uh, Aisha is nodding and acknowledging your contribution. Let's hear from my brother, Rushi. How are you doing today? Where in the world are you today? And uh, what are your perspectives on the proverb and the conversation with Aisha? No worries, Simon. Thank you. I am in Charleston, South Carolina today. And, um, I, I think that the, the conversation today is, the, is a very beautiful conversation. I love hearing about uh, the humanitarianism of, of, of the guests. It also reminds me how pivotal, pivotal it is mothers are. You know, we all watch our mothers, I feel, and we all, we all uh, have the same mission statement 
at some point that our mothers have as well. If someone's mother is a helpful mother, you, you that always goes to the goes to the child. I, I feel so that's very important, mm -hmm. and I love hearing the stories that she told about that. Um, as far as the proverb, I, I agree 100% with brother with brother Earth there. I mean that's that's exactly what I, I would have probably said as far as the proverb. But I think the proverb kind of speaks about obedience at some point. You know, uh, sometimes when you, when you have a situation. Uh, and you try to hold it too close, and when and when it gets out of hand, it just gets out of hand, and you can't. You have to just let it go, and it won't come back. So, I agree 100% with brother, and uh, I thank you for the time today, Simon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well for your continued support and your presence today. Uh, I want to welcome Lavender on the mic. Lavender, just unmute yourself and share with us also where you are and. Uh, uh, your perspectives on this proverb and also any comments on the conversation with Aisha. Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak. Aisha is uh, amazing to see you on YouTube and hear your voice. And um, thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, your story reminds me so much of um, our bringing and how our mom brought us up in the environment of service. And it sticks with you. Uh, no matter where you're going, it follows you. Your um, calls to serve. Mm -hmm. um, this Lavender. I'm speaking from Seattle, Washington. My thoughts about today's proverb, a whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped from the leash. Um, what comes to mind is that um, when growing up, when you're an adult and you get to learn various um, things in this journey of life, um, when you learn the better ways, for example, the value of peace. You don't want to look back and no matter what's happening, you find that um, when you're finding yourself, when you're working on self, you don't want to look back and you know better, you know how hard it is to work on self which I uh, see that many people are not um, courageous enough to do. So when you take the steps of um, discovering yourself and um, finding your purpose, you don't want to look back. Thank you so much, Simon. This is Lavender and I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Lavender. I appreciate your amazing words of wisdom. And, uh, you know, thank you again for your continued support. Let's go to Crystal. How are you doing, Crystal? It's been a minute. I hope everything is great. Share with us your own perspective on today's proverb and also uh, any comments uh, on the conversation with our guest today. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, yes, there was a, a, a portion of your conversation today um, that really stuck with me as far as um, being open to being coached. And um, 
I'm sorry. I my mind kind of just went somewhere else, um, especially like in African traditions, Caribbean traditions, um, American Black American traditions. You know, there's a reverence for elders and um, mm-hmm. and wisdom, but being open enough to receive the lesson in every aspect of life and every engagement, especially with children. Um, that part really stuck with me and I just reflecting on different experiences throughout my life, um, particularly in motherhood, where mm-hmm. my children have been my biggest teachers. Um, so yeah, just that one tidbit and what uh, and, and today's guest speaker um, was saying just really stuck out to me um, as far as being open to coaching. Now, as far as mm-hmm. the proverb, a whistle will not call back a dog that has escaped. Um, I think of autonomy and freedom. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, how there is an order to most things that takes away our authentic just our our authentic ways of expressing ourselves and just how that is an act of, um, that's a revolutionary act to be yourself. Yes. Um, to be free, to be off the leash and, and whatever um, metaphoric sense that that can be for you. Um, mm-hmm. And no, you know, like a, a whatever that whatever that looks like, that whistle can represent um, a, a belief system that uh, performing in a certain type of way with respectability. Um, so I, I really appreciate the sentiments that have already been shared about obedience um, and conforming, and I and I hope that uh, as far as like this proverb today, that that is something that it can be a very mindful intention because it's easy to conform, Mm -hmm. right? In every aspect of our Mm -hmm. being, especially with Mm -hmm. us being black people, we're very Mm -hmm. um, Mm self-conscious about the ways in which we express ourselves, the ways that we talk, the ways that we act. Mm -hmm. Um, And I Mm -hmm. hope that um, in moments where we um, find ourselves shrinking Mm -hmm. to fit our surroundings that we remember Mm-hmm. Just how these are little acts of freedom, and in, in a still very oppressive uh, society that we live in, these are like the little acts of freedom that I hope we have um, the space to exercise with ourselves to just, you know, be autonomous in the ways that we show up. So yeah, that, that's all I got for today. But thank you. This was a, this has been a really reflective, great space today. Thank you, thank you so much, Crystal. I, I appreciate you. Uh, also for your continued support, uh, you know, I deeply appreciate you. Uh, and I love your contribution as well. Uh, you know, Aisha is going to have a moment to just, you know, reflect on everything you all shared. Let's hear finally from Stella, uh, and then we are going to uh, come back to you, Aisha. So Stella, go ahead and share with us where you're joining us from, your thoughts on the proverb, and also any comments uh, in regards to the conversation with Aisha. Hello, Simon. Hi, everyone. Um, sorry, I joined late, so I missed what Aisha said, but I'll, I'll listen and get what she said. Um, 
otherwise today's proverb uh has reminded me of a few phrases that have come across especially on uh, social media and there's one that usually says that uh, the universe will keep putting you in the same place until you learn your lesson and then uh, there's also a common one that people say that um everything you want is on the other side of fear and um <clears throat> again the, the this proverb when i look at it i i think of how sometimes you want to hold on to these places that we think are familiar and we are so scared of reaching out to what we want because we think that where we are is uh, comfortable because we know those places so well so we are a bit scared of going for what we want because we don't know what is what is there and uh, we don't want to deal with the uncertainties but sometimes if we could just take that leap of faith and going to eat then you would find that whatever we are actually looking for is on that other side so that those are the biggest lessons i'm learning from this proverb today otherwise thank you thank you so much uh stella uh and also for those who are meeting stella and lavender for the first time they are members of my team at one vibe and so i would encourage you to follow them if you want to be a guest on the podcast connect with lavender and uh, she will hook you up so we are back uh, to you aisha and for those who don't know for those who are on clubhouse and uh, you're just joining us we are also live on youtube and my special guest today is aisha jalo she is the ceo of an amazing uh, coaching and consulting company uh, called aisha jalo coaching and consulting and also a co-founder of an amazing nonprofit that serves you know Uh, thousands of women back in the continent and also uh, is deeply involved with the transformation of uh, you know business uh, especially for people in the diaspora so uh, Aisha what did you hear from our contributors that you want to comment on and also let us know how we can support you um thank you so much Simon you have such a uh, smart and reflective uh uh audience everything that was shared was spot on but what i love about it about this proverb is if there are lessons in it for each and every one of us and it those lessons are different for each of us but it's actually the same right if you hear all of the different people that that spoke they talked about the same thing this proverb boils down to autonomy right self-reliance respect surrender right um which is key in living better lives self-awareness so i love that and i'm it's i'm really enjoying hearing i wish we had more time to hear more um of the audience and their uh, their comments and thank you so much to them for being so kind and welcoming to me for me i think it's so important for all of us as human beings to always lead with service and service doesn't mean you have to do anything for free but service means when you're interacting with someone 
think about how can I make this person's life a little bit better? In this interaction, is this person benefiting from it? Not am I benefiting from it and take your ego out of it. I think for me, if people lead with service and then add love, because love is really also trusting the other person, wanting that other person to do better than you. And I don't mean love, husband and wife and all of that. That's just basic. But your co-workers, love them enough to trust them. Your colleagues, um, you know, people you interact with every day, lead with love and service. And I think we will get closer to utopia, for lack of a better word. So that's what I want people to get out of this service is key in whatever container it comes in, right? For me, I would love for people, I'm sorry, the other thing too is we need to ask for help. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be brave to say, I'm struggling, I need help. That is so key because most of us suffer in silence for whatever it is, right? So ask for help when you need it. There is always someone there for you. For me, how to support me, I would love to um, have, have conversations, real conversations, support people in the challenges they're going through. Um, not necessarily just challenges, but sometimes you just need someone to talk to and um, help you really get clarity on what is it that you want to do and what steps to take. So definitely that would be a great way um, for people listening to, to support me. And the community um, that I work with, with the, you know, platform for the empowerment of African women. So if anybody is, uh, you know, works with financing, business training and so forth, we teach our women all of those skills. Someone who's a doctor or a nurse wants to do um, some work, volunteer work in Senegal, helping women with, you know, basic and communities with basic medical support, that would be also great. And I would really welcome that. I also wanna say it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I want my brothers and sisters to make sure they get a self-examination or go get a mammogram because that is key. Early detection saves our lives, especially, especially us black women, Africans, we need to do this. We have families, we are the community, so we need to put ourselves first. And first is also, health is a huge part of it. So please go get a mammogram or get a self-examination. Self Wonderful. Thank you. So how do we stay connected with you? Uh, do you have social media and uh, or a website where we can go? Yes, yeah, so um, I am on Instagram. It's um, Aisha Yalo, um, one. Um, I also have a website called um, AishaYaloCoaching.com. And so uh, my contact numbers, email, I'm also on Twitter, Aisha Yalo one as well. So I would love um, for people to reach out and ask questions. I'm more than happy to help and support. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Aisha. Mm -hmm. Today has really been incredible. And I just want to thank all our audience members. I see Harrieta and Nonso and Mama and Robert and Faline and oh, Nate. Wow. You know, yeah, we didn't get to hear from you all. Uh, and I, I, you know, your presence is really. Uh, there's another saying that you know, uh, 
silence is also a way of uh, silence is also a way of speaking, you know, and your presence and the way you've listened to our conversation today uh, means a lot. And to all the contributors who spoke, you know, from Stella to Brother Earth, you know, Crystal, Lavender, Brother Rushi, I deeply appreciate it. And also on YouTube, we had uh, quite a few people listening, uh, you know, uh, I see the, uh, you know, my, my wonderful friend here, Bees, Bullets and Recycling. Uh, thank you for being here. I know, I, I forget your, your real name, but I know you very well, you know, and uh, I deeply appreciate you for your presence and all the comments that you left us here. Uh, you know, Aisha, actually, uh, one of our viewers was really interested in you talking about uh, the, the division that uh, colonization created. Uh, you know, when you spoke about how Senegal and Gambia were one country. I think that was a topic that was of interest and there were some comments around it on on uh, on YouTube. So maybe next time we should get together and, and go deep into that a little more. Uh, but we've come to the tail end of our conversation today. And uh, Aisha, thank you. Uh, I see that Richmo just joined us. Richmo, nice to see you. Uh, I, I want you all to know that this work is 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 incredible work. We can't do it on our own. One of the ways you can support instantly is by subscribing to my YouTube channel. It's right at the top of the room. Uh, the other way that you can support is by showing up tomorrow again and continuing to help us build this movement, you know, one proverb at a time. Uh, Aisha, I know we have to go, but I want to just give you a chance to share anything. Is there anything you want to talk about that I didn't ask you? Um, no, I think you, you covered everything quite well. Um, like the viewers, I wish we had more time because I was really getting to, I mean, I was enjoying this conversation more and more and it's amazing work that you're doing, but no, everything was covered. Um, more time, more time, more time, more time would have been much more fun, but I thank everybody and feel free to reach out to me on, on social media. And I'm more than happy to answer some of your questions as well. Fantastic, fantastic. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Yeah, have a beautiful day, uh, Aisha, and to all our uh, guests, you know, and friends and audience members, also have a beautiful day. Peace and love to you Thank all. You. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank Take you. care. Bye. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.